Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. Welcome to the Madari Music Podcast, where we explore the intersections of creative arts, healing, psychology, politics, and social justice. As always, we are your hosts, Dorian Wallace. And it's your girl, Marie Cecily. Before um, I throw it back at you, uh, just um, one of my favorite quotes is uh, uh, for the Sing in Solidarity chorus that I heard Annie say at, um, it was actually at an event for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but um, there's the famous anarchist slogan, no gods, no masters, and Annie, when uh, inviting people to join the chorus, she was like, no gods, no masters, no auditions. All right, see you later. And uh, I just, I thought that was really, really brilliant sloganing. But uh, yeah. Um, right. I mean, just to, to re- respond to some of the things that you've been talking about, I think I was thinking about when, um, when you're mentioning uh, like communal, I can't remember the word that you used, uh, and then entrenchment what was the word entrainment um entrainment uh, and i remember on the picket line we had a lot of people who had never held who had never chanted before on a picket line who had never held a megaphone and it is like a musical thing to be able to chant for long periods of time even though you're not exactly singing um but then i i heard more and more every day after day after day we were on strike for 26 days i think and uh, in in total, as longest adjunct strike uh, ever. And day after day after day, I saw people get better, and I saw people kind of lose themselves in uh, in in making uh, in chanting. And sometimes they would stop chanting and they would start singing. Either singing the chants or just launching into the chorus of solidarity forever. Which side are you on? Um, and. Uh, and they just get better and better and better at it. And eventually we had this like core group of, uh, a lot of them were students, uh, undergraduates who were out supporting their teachers. And they would, they had the megaphone and they would like get together in little groups in the middle of the picketers. The picketers walked in a circle around them. And uh, and sometimes they had to be a couple of like music professors there playing horns, playing drums. Um, like a guitarist and they'd form a little um, ad hoc band that would play along to the chanting and they just formed their like a little community uh, day after day after day of like and learn how to inspire people to keep going to keep the energy up and they got better at it and then uh, a few days before the strike ended uh, a group of them um, and I think a lot of like the, our core like student supporters were were a big part of it uh, they had a rally and announced that uh, in order to support their teachers, they were going to occupy um, what's called the University Center at the new school, which is this giant neoliberal boondoggle of a building that they have not 
since they have not finished paying for since the 2008 recession. And and it's currently being occupied by these undergraduates who were our student supporters who have uh, yeah, like we the, we got uh, we got our contract, but they're still at it. They're still occupying the building, and it was that like community that they kind of started at, at the picket line with um, with these musicians and training people to to be in the moment and and building that community of themselves. And it 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 just it, it formed very organically, and now it's sort of become a political uh, action that's sort of independent of the strike. Wow. So, so interesting. Sorry, Dorian, were you speaking? Am I talking over you? Um, that's fascinating. It's the the history of it. You know, if we think about work, work songs, you know, on chain gangs and we think about slavery and and how chants were used as a protest then as well. And to send, you know, sending messages and sending messages that. Um, overseers and 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 the people in in charge couldn't understand, you know, and and how that that sort of um, visceral uh, messaging um, I think is endemic. In it, it's the same in what we what we use today. That's where it came from, right? Those are the roots of of what we're using today. Um, I love the fact that that you were saying, um, Annie, that people get got better and better at it you know, it's like a mantra, right? You just, it's a rhythm and it takes you. Um, and when you feel, you feel the power of it, you can't help but try to expand upon it. I just, I, I find it fascinating, your, the, the recount of, of, of what you were doing there. Yeah, I think it, it, I was also really fascinated by watching a lot of these students on the picket line um, pick up the megaphone for the first time and start chanting and get better at not just like, you know, having like breath control and, um, uh, and volume, but also pedagogy. They would, they got better at teaching the chants to the crowd. They learned, they figured out, okay, this is like a three part long chant and I have to, uh, and, and figuring out how many times you have to repeat it before the, if it's call and response, the, uh, the picketers would pick up that that was their that was now it's now it's their turn. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that is amazing to hear, um, but also how you know you guys as a community, you know, standing up against this thing manifested into a whole other community, um, and. You know, I think that's the beauty of it, you know, especially Dorian and I think it see that happen quite often. Um, you know, when we were working in Rikers, we would go into a unit, nobody talks to each other, nobody really knows each other. People are from the seven neighborhoods of New York City, but not necessarily, maybe haven't ever, ever met each other. Um, and to your point, you know, the first session may be like, I don't listen to that type of music. I don't really care about that. Um, and then by the time we're three, four sessions and folks are like, hey, you know, they're coming today. Make sure you're ready. You know, um, I've even had the experience of work dope um, gentlemen who were all musically inclined in their own way, because we all are. Um, and got to the point where they were like collaborating on songs. But it started with us just listening to music. 
you know, from nowhere, just at a base level, listening to music. And then that turned into them choosing music that they loved most and that resonated with them. Or, you know, to, to your example, a chant that like we all have to sing. And then they started teaching to each other and before you know we have like a whole chorus going on um and that led into a whole nother musical community and i remember talking to some of the gentlemen after we left and them saying like it yeah, was still writing together um so just that small experience built now another a musical community within the confines of that space so yeah, that's the power of you. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of the Madari Music Podcast. You can subscribe for $5 a month to get access to all of our premium episodes and give the show a chance to grow and remain editorially independent. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. Head on over to patreon.com slash Music. In the words of our comrade Asada Shakur, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. We'll see you next time. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words.